everybody welcome to another episode of two peas on a pot this is zachary cordell coming at you on this lovely tuesday morning along with my co-host brother austin griffiths brother austin how are you today doing good good morning everyone good morning hope everybody is having a good week thus far hope you all had a great weekend hope you found somewhere to go to church if you are not a regular church attender and if you are a regular church member, I hope you went to your home church and supported your local assembly and your pastor, and I hope you all had a great service, a couple of great services, and I hope you had a good weekend. We went and visited a camp meeting Friday night and really enjoyed that. We got to hear Brother Bill Parks preach. That was the first time I've ever got to hear him preach. He's a good preacher. He is. He done excellent. He had... Uh, a great story he told uh, about his dad and him when he was younger, and it was it was really good. I really enjoyed him. Also got to hear Brother Shad McDonald, and uh, it's always a privilege to hear him. Yes, I love it is. to hear Brother Shad, and uh, I tell you, God's got good men around the country, and it's it's good to go hear them and be a part of that. So we we really enjoyed getting to go there and. Just seeing our friends and being with God's people. And then Saturday, we went to uh, a little airport not far from the house here and took the kids over. And they was having uh, an air air day. I don't know what they called it. But anyway, they had all kinds of the small engine planes there. And they were given plane rides. And you could sit there and watch them take off and land and all of that stuff. And a couple of them done a few tricks and things when they got in the air. And the kids loved that. They just uh, got beside themselves a few times. <laughs> oh, Sawyer, when one of them planes took off real fast and uh, shot straight up and done a like a barrel roll and a few other things, and he just went berserk. It was hilarious to watch him. And Gracie, was she was enjoying them. And they had a good time doing that. So we had a good weekend. And uh, like I say, most importantly, getting in the house of God, feeling the presence of the Lord, Hope everybody had a good weekend. I got a, a couple of things here we're going to go over today, but I wanted to tell you all first uh, about some new music we got coming out. Um, it's not going to be out for a little while, but it's in the works. It'll be out March of 2022, Lord willing, and uh, it's going to be a CD, a solo CD um, of mine. Right now we have our church choir CD two of those and Kelly and I my sister we've got two of those and um, then I've been on a few more and I'm going to do a, a solo CD and it's probably not going to be songs that you all have never heard I know a lot of times when we record a CD brother Austin we try to get songs that people's never heard right uh, for the most part not always but that's generally what we try to do because uh, generally people don't want to get a CD with songs that they've heard a thousand times, you know. They've already got that. But um, I'm going to record a lot of songs that I sing in church, and um, those are songs that you all have heard, obviously. And um, But I get a request for those a lot of times, and people want them on the CD. 
and I don't have them most of the time. So there's only a couple on the CDs that I do sing in church. And so I'm, that's what I'm going to be working on and am working on. I'm in the process of that. So that'll be out in the spring, around the, well, late winter, early spring. And hopefully uh, by, that, by that time we're going to have a, a website up and going. And uh, one of the main reasons for that website is so people can purchase CDs um, with your CD and Hopefully in the near future, my wife's going to make one solo as well. Yes, she and, needs uh, to. evangelizing, she plays her guitar and stuff. And people do the same. Whoop, that knocked my mic over. <laughs> people do the same thing with her. They ask for those kind of songs, and we're like, well, no, but we got a choir CD. And uh, <laughs> and so they want her songs, you know, on there. And, uh, and so we'd like to do that sometime as well. But hopefully we can get this website up and going and give people an outlet to buy those. Yeah, well, you know, you get in church and uh, you get singing things, and people get blessed by it. And I'm the same way. And then I'll, you know, I'm, I'll be in a service with somebody that I know has CDs in the back, and they'll sing something, and uh, I'll want that CD, you know, because songs song. you don't know. <laughs> and uh, and then it's, you know, it's not on there. But I tell you, one time there was a family in Alabama, and they got up and sung a song, and it was it's an older song. And the Lord just really got in it. And I thought, I have got to have that song. And I went back there, and they did have it on a CD. And I bought that CD that night, and uh, I have come back home and sang that song. And uh, even been a blessing just in the past couple years. I was singing it some last year, not in church, just on my own, and uh, feeling the Lord in it. And so that's, Lord willing, what we're going to try to work on Brother Austin, what's thing? What's been going on in your life? Well, we've just been, uh, as I've said on other episodes, we've just been working on the new motorhome where the bus is my my second uh, child says case. He says I want to go to Daddy's bus, and uh, it's actually what it's called. But uh, it's a motorhome. We've just been trying to get it ready, and uh, had a few engine issues, and uh, thankfully we caught them while we were still at home. And not on the road, and uh, God's really blessed us with uh, special men in our life that's been able to do things. And I remember we needed a new electric box put in right here, and this new hookup we got. And uh, we have a electrician in our church had it up in no time, and then uh, had engine a little bit of engine trouble on the RV just where it's been sitting for a little while. And uh, we have a diesel mechanic that has his own shop yeah. in our church, <laughs> and uh, can't beat that. And uh, and so just God's blessed us with people, and then uh, had a few other things. Uh, I need five seat belts in my motorhome, and it only came with two on the couches. So I've got a, a camper guy that comes out pretty faithfully, and uh, God's blessed me with him being able to come out and him helping me out doing things. And my washer broke, or well, the door broke, and. Just uh, just different things that happen in life. So we're trying to get everything taken care of. And today I was out for, I don't know, probably four hours washing that thing and uh, trying to get it spruced up because we're getting ready to go into revival starting and uh, here very soon. And uh, so we're going to be taking that bus for the first time as a family to revival. And so I wanted it to look good. And uh, so that's pretty much all I've been doing is trying to get this stuff ready. And uh, so that's pretty much my life's not been very exciting. Yeah, well, it's important to get those things done. I forget what preacher it was. Uh, they said he would always inspect the evangelist's um, camper and truck and see if it was clean. 
And he wanted to know if they had a clean truck and a clean camper. <laughs> and uh, he said if they was too lazy to wash their truck and camper, then he didn't need them there. But so it's good. To, it's good to do. Well, I tell you, washing the washing my dually, I had to do by hand because you can't go in the car wash with a dually. That's one. That's one of my aggravations. I need to voice right here is they need to make dually friendly car washes. They all need to be dually friendly. Yes. But now we have an SUV, and it is awesome to be able to just go through our car wash. It's been several years, so. Yes, I love, um, speaking of car washes, there's a new one not far from us, and you can do the monthly subscription, and I, uh, I, I take mine through every Sunday. I've got a monthly subscription, and I go eat, and I go through the car wash, so that's my Well, I can't Sunday. do a subscription, because I'm always somewhere different, but I can pay 15, 20 yeah. bucks and get it clean anyway. <laughs> yes, you can. Well, Brother Austin, do you have some reviews to read for us this week? Well, we don't have our website up yet, so we don't necessarily have a email as of yet. But as far as Apple reviews go, we do have two reviews on here already. And the first one comes from a couple new members of our church, actually. Yeah. And uh, this is what she said. She said, great guys, great families. Welcomed our family into the church with no hesitation. We are truly blessed to know them. We couldn't thank them enough. Can't wait to hear the rest of the episodes. And that was from Jessica. From Sister Jessica. Sister Jessica, thank you for listening. I tell you, we really appreciate her and Brother Tim and Little Bristol. Um, They are wonderful people. They've been coming now here for several weeks, and they're just a blessing to us. So glad they're here at our home church, and they was... Uh, with us over the weekend with the airplanes and uh, I'll tell a little story here they was uh, sister Jessica was holding my youngest child our our little baby and uh, her daughter which she's real young too uh, I think she's four and uh, she come over to her mommy and she said you don't even want me no more. You got that baby, and you don't even want me no more. <laughs> and she was tore all to pieces because her mommy was holding our little baby. That it is was, funny. Yeah, it was really funny. But they are great people, and thank you, Sister Jessica, for leaving the review. Yes, thank you. And we have one other review, and this is from what well, says, okay, so it says, two peas on a pod. I know these guys personally, and let me tell you, they are great guys that love the Lord. Come on, brother. Two fine preachers. Come on, preach it to us. They are fine men. I'm glad to know them and glad that they are still some good, godly, holiness people in this world. And that is from full-time evangelist Mark White. Brother Mark White, one of my good friends. Brother Mark, thank you for leaving a review. One of my closest friends, Brother Mark White. Used to work together all the time. Never thought we'd both be evangelists. Yes, um, Brother Mark polos me sometimes, and then sometimes he'll go a while, but we'll not talk about that, and I'll have to polo him, and I poloed him the other day. I said, well, I guess uh, since you're out preaching everywhere and you forgot about us little guys, he said, actually, I think I'm the one that poloed you last, <laughs> and I had to look, and he was correct. Well, thank you, Brother Mark. Thank you, Brother Mark. Appreciate you. That Appreciate you all for listening. I am actually surprised that that review was so nice. <laughs> yeah, that is funny. Brother Mark, will, we'll hopefully have him on this podcast. Yeah, hopefully sometime. Have him as a co-host or something. Yeah, we may have to have him just call in because we'll probably have a hard time meeting up oh, with yeah. him, all three of probably. us together. 
Probably. Lord willing, we'll do that someday. But speaking of speaking of Apple reviews, um, we are when we put this together on the platforms, we got a a podcast platform um, that does all the pretty much the groundwork for us, and uh, most of them, a lot of them, were accepted that evening. And uh, but Google and uh, some other ones took a little while longer. And there's some there's some names. uh, I think I can't remember all the names of the platforms. Some of them are smaller. But all your major platforms like Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, uh, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, and um, there you can find us on there. And uh, I want to say this, and if you're listening, obviously you found it, um, but to tell your family and friends um, about this podcast, if they have trouble finding it, um, we have a logo that you've seen, no doubt already. But if you type in two peas on a pod, we didn't know this when we made the name, but there's a lot of people out there. That have took that um, name already. We weren't nearly as clever as we thought we were. <laughs> no, we wasn't. Maybe we should have got another name. But uh, anyways, we're too far into it now. And uh, But if you type in my first and last name, Austin Griffiths or Zach Cordell, and uh, along with that, it should pop up as well. So if you want to explain that to them, it's easier to find. But we're on all the major platforms now. And uh, as far as we know, Apple Reviews is the only one we can do that. And then we'll have an email later on in the show. Yes, sir. All right. Moving on to a new segment, or another segment, I should say. We've done this one other time in the podcast, but we're going to do it again. Is that really in the Bible? All right. For our Is That Really in the Bible this episode, the phrase is, The lion shall lay down with the lamb. Brother Austin, is that really in the Bible? Well... No, it is not. No, it is not. Can you believe that that is not in the Bible? It does sound like it. Yeah, it does. And uh, I really thought that that one probably was when I read over the list of them. Uh, that was the one that I guessed was because I've heard that saying oh, yeah, all the time. all my life. Well, you know, it ain't just uh, sayings you hear. I mean, it's paintings. It's everything. Yeah. There's a painting right there. Well, when you walk in Sight and Sound in Lancaster, yeah. there's a big lion yeah, statue with a lamb in his lap. Yeah. There's a picture right over there with a big lion and lamb on it in yes, this it uh, classroom where we are recording at. And so a lot of times, um, you know, that's just, just what's said. The lion shall lay down with the lamb and the lion and the lamb. And I don't know why. I guess maybe where Jesus, uh, you know, the Lion of Judah and the Lamb of God, I don't know. But really, the Lion Shall Lay Down with the Lamb comes from Isaiah 11 and 6, and it actually says this. It says, The wolf also shall dwell with the lamb, and the leopard shall lie, uh, lie down with the kid, and the calf and the young lion and the fatling together, and a little child shall lead them. Isaiah prophesying... Here of the millennial reign, he prophesies that the wolf and the lamb shall lay down together. Ain't that something? And the leopard and the goat, the kid is what it says, but, you know, the baby goat, the leopard and the kid. So, in fact, to be biblical, it's actually the leopard and the goat, not the lion and the lamb. But, well, that you know, wouldn't be such a nice-looking statue, though. No, it wouldn't. <laughs> it wouldn't look as good as the lion and the lamb. That picture wouldn't sell as much as this one is. No, and the, it's not as easy to say either. <laughs> the leopard shall lay down with the goat. It just don't really work yeah, as much. It probably wouldn't be said, said as much. Yeah. Well, I mean, it just, uh, 
it don't flow off the tongue. It don't roll off the tongue as easy. But that is actually the Bible. Um, but for some reason, we say the line with the lamb. And, you know, part of that could be there's a song, there's an old song, an old hymn um, called Peace in the Valley. Probably a lot of people know that song, and it's in that song. And hymns have had such a huge impact. I don't know if we talked about this before, but hymns have had such a huge impact on the church. And uh, there's a lot of sayings that have been on in hymns that have been passed down. And uh, we think that they're probably biblical sayings. But that piece in the valley, it says that the bear will be gentle and the wolves will be tame and the lion shall lay down by the lamb. And so that that's a, a big quote that a lot of people say that is not actually in the Bible, but, you know, the principle's there. So that's that's what they're getting at anyway, is the principle of it, and just a, a picture of peace, and that is in the Bible. But the actual saying, not in the Bible. So if you're up and you say that, you need to preface, it's not in the Bible. Uh, <laughs> I probably won't. Probably. <laughs> I'll just so, say it. So how many times have people got up to preach or teach or whatever and say the Bible says, and it really don't? Oh, probably. I've probably done it a I'd lot. I'd say that's a lot. Oh, yeah. yeah. Just from, like you said, hymnals and hearing things, yeah. and it just becomes ingrained in your mind that it's in the Bible, which it's, you know, a lot of things are probably not. Yeah. Well, like I say, the principle is, but <laughs> <laughs> but not actually the quote. No. But I would say we are all guilty oh, of yeah. misquoting, mispronouncing, and uh, saying it's in there when it's not, and so on and so forth. Yep, that is correct. Well, we are already pressing um, for time, and we're going to go ahead and jump in to the very end of this podcast. And uh, that is saying we have a scripture of the day. We try to do that for practically every segment, try to end with a scripture of the day and talk about it. And uh, this month is October. Which means? And that means it is Pastor Appreciation Month. Yes, it is. And so... and so you should appreciate your pastor every month of the year. <laughs> but uh, we set aside October. Most churches, I don't know about all, but most churches um, that you know that we know or have heard of, they they have some kind of a pastor appreciation service or dinner or you know something to appreciate their pastor in a special way about this time of year. Yeah, one church we visited quite often growing up. They had pastor appreciation month um, all month long. So like every Sunday was of October, each Sunday was Pastor Appreciation Day of the whole month, and they gave them like something every month and would have a speaker and stuff. So pretty neat. But this is Pastor Appreciation Month, the month of October, and uh, I tell you, thank God for pastors. Pastors are so, so vital, and uh, a good pastor is worth their weight in gold. A good pastor is worth uh, just so much. I had this little quote here that I really liked, and it says, A prevailing church is a pastored church. Yes, that is true. A prevailing church is a pastored church. You know, a lot of people don't like to be pastored, and some people won't be pastored. Uh, They'd rather pester than be pastored. Yeah, and they'll leave. They'll just get up and leave. They'll go somewhere <laughs> where they don't, where there's not a real pastor and uh, somewhere where they don't have to submit to a man of God. But they're really missing out. Um, you know, the, there's a great, great blessing in being pastored and having a man of God that is a man of God. Well, that's the will of God. Yes, it is. 
it is the uh, it's the it's the uh, chain of command, if you will. I don't know how to put it, but that is the way that God has set it up. Um, well, you know, the Bible says, and I will give you pastors according to mine heart, which shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. Yes, that is correct. The pastor, well, the pastor is between the sheep and God. Right. He is the one that God speaks to. Yeah. He's the one that God moves on. He's yeah. the one that gives the message. You have to be pastored. Yeah. If you're not pastored or not willing to sit under a pastor, you you've got a problem. Right. You have to be pastored. That's the that's the best thing. What's well, the will of God? You have to you have to have a pastor. Yes, you do. Even if you know I'm an evangelist, I have a home church. I have a pastor. I am mm-hmm. under authority to my pastor. Right. It don't matter what walk of life you're in, what career, what any. It don't matter if you're a child of God. If you're a Christian, you have to have a pastor. Yeah, that's right. And uh, I tell you, I'm. I don't promote uh, changing churches and leaving churches. But if you're in a church where you don't, um, not not a church that is in transition from one pastor looking for another. That's not what I'm talking about. No, that's different. But if you're in a church that the pastor won't pastor. Um, then you ought to find you another one because that church will never get off the ground, really. No. It'll never fully function well. Um, the pastor has to has to do his job. And, you know, the, the first and the foremost job of a pastor is to feed the flock of God. Yes. Um, I am a, I'm an associate pastor. I'm not a senior pastor, but uh, I have been under my dad for a whole life, and he's been a pastor for about... Uh, all together about 24 years or so, 25 years, something like that. And uh, Dad always says this, and I, I believe it. Um, he, he says that, you know, a lot of times people say what's in the pulpit is just, that's just um, barely any part of preaching. Or, you know, they'll say something like that. They'll say the, the getting in the pulpit and preaching is only half of what being a preacher is, and they'll they'll almost minimize that. Yeah, and uh, they'll say the more the there's there's so much more to it than just preaching a message, and there is. I know there is other things you have to do, but the the most important thing any pastor could ever do is to get a sermon and preach to his people, and um, that is what the Bible says. Yeah, because if you don't have a pastor that won't, if if a pastor won't preach. Then you'll never have nothing. You can, no. you know, you can visit the sick uh, from daylight to dark. You can go out in the community. You can do whatever you want to do. But if you get them people to come in and then you don't feed them, you'll never keep them. No, and so, the ones you do have are starving to death. Right. Yeah. And then exactly the ones right. that, the ones you know, because anybody that's been in church any time, not every member. You know, for example, if you have. You know, uh, seventy or eighty members. All seventy and eighty, seventy or eighty of them is not going to be grounded, solid, rooted. You ain't got to worry about right. them. All of that. You're going to have some that are barely making it. They just won't get a prayer life. They just yeah. won't get grounded. And really, honestly, there are people. If it had not been for the pastor, they'd be backslid. Oh they, yeah, they couldn't do it on their own. No. And so that's why there's churches with people backsliding left and right. It's because they're starving to death, and there's not that solid there's not that solid thing they need in the pastor right yeah you have to have a, a pastor and i tell you i'm so thankful uh that we've had a pastor you know my my pastor is my dad but there is a uh there's a difference there you know um yes there is 
although he's my dad, he is still my pastor. And there's been many times when I've had to be pastored. <laughs> and uh, it's it's different than just being parented. And uh, there was a, a business venture that I was going to do. And another boy in our church was going to venture out on another uh, business opportunity and uh, around the same time. And we had both talked to dad about it and at separate times. And uh, dad got up on a Sunday and he uh, he said, boys, he said, I, I hate to tell you this in a way. And uh, he said, but I've been praying about what you're always wanting to do. And uh, he said, I don't feel like it's God's will. And he said, I, I you know, I hate to sort of tell you that. And he said, it's not that I don't want to uh, see you all do good or, or make uh, not make money and all this and that. He said, but I just don't feel like it's God's will. And, uh, you know, that's not something that he wanted to do. That's not something that um, he he had a, a pleasure in doing, but it was uh, his duty to do it because he felt God deal with him. And uh, I, I know that it was the will of God, and it was right, and uh, we both respected him and because uh, we, we knew uh, that he did hear from God. And uh, we knew that we had a pastor that wasn't just up uh, telling us something to be saying it, but that the Lord had dealt with him and uh we had seen the Lord using before, and we knew that that was God, and uh, we both listened, and the Lord blessed us for it. And so it pays off to be um, good to your pastor. Yes, it does. And my pastor is your dad also, <laughs> and uh, but my father-in-law, and uh, you know it, it does. You know, there's a difference there because he's my father-in-law and he's my pastor. And uh, but overall, he's still the pastor, right? And uh, and so I mean, he's my father-in-law, and we we have a good relationship. We we talk, you know, pretty often, even when I'm gone. But uh, his name is Curtis, and uh, I've never. I'm just going to say this for you know illustration, but I've never just walked up and said, "Hey, Curtis," you know, just <laughs> hollered at him. I've always, and I've been here nine years. I've yeah. always referred to my pastor as Brother Kurt. Yeah, and he's my father-in-law. And some people may think, you know, I'm crazy for doing that. And uh, but inside me, I, I just can't hardly, I just can't hardly do it, just because I, I esteem him. You know, he is my pastor. And uh, I'll say this right here, and we'll get on to the the scripture of the day we have for this. And uh, but as my pastor, you know, the Lord, it, it's amazing how the Lord works, and I have the utmost confidence in my pastor. I've seen the Lord use him too many times to not have confidence in him, mm-hmm. you know. And all of you did, but when I came in, you know, nine years ago, I didn't know him from Adam hardly. Right. And so, but I quickly gained confidence in him, seeing the Lord move so many times, and it be right on the money. Right, and I see his life. You know, a lot of lay members. You know, I've stayed right here for nine years. Um, when I'm home, I'm hooked up. You know, even today, I was out working about all day today. He was in that office almost all day today, and that's not just on Saturdays. I mean, yep. we're talking Monday, Tuesday, you name it. He's in that office, and a lot of lay members don't see that, mm-hmm. but I see that, and that speaks volumes how much time he's in there praying and studying. And, uh, you know, oftentimes I've wanted to go in there and ask him a question or try to find something, and I peep in the door, and he's on his knees, and his seat that he sits in is shaking back and forth, yeah. and I know, leave him alone. <laughs> and uh, a lot of times I'll go in his building um, to get a tool. Mm-hmm. You can hear him through the wall just getting a hold of God. Yeah. And uh, and so there's been times I needed a pastor that I needed to talk to, and uh, I've always tried my best to obey my pastor, even though he's my father-in-law, but he is my, my pastor, and God has used him. I mean, there's been other men of God um, throughout different times of my life that have spoke to me. He's in revival um, with Brother Nathan Morris one time, and God used him to speak to me. 
and uh, we was in revival with Brother Roger Payton one time, and God used him to speak to me in uh, different avenues of life. But mm-hmm. almost, I'd say 90% of the time, God always moves on my father-in-law, my pastor, yeah. um, when it, regarding anything in my life. He always speaks to my pastor. And uh, just recently, you know, the Lord moved on him and he gave me a word. You know, just it's awesome because I know, you know, I know he wants the best for us. But I know when he says the Lord said, I know it's not just him, right. you know, doing it. And yeah. uh, and it's came to pass. Yes, it has. Yeah. So we talked about the uh, the task of a pastor is to preach the word of God. But also, uh, look at the. I want to look at the tool that the pastor uses real quick, and uh, that is the Word of God. And preachers in general, not just pastors, but um, we're we're talking right now specifically of pastors. You know, they preach out of the Word of God. They they stand up there behind the pulpit, and they've got um, God's manual and God's. A book for living in front of them, and that's what they use to preach out of. And he's given his preachers his written word, uh, and ex- he expects them to live by it and to die by it and to preach out of the word of God. Paul told uh, Timothy in Second Timothy four uh, one and two, he said, "I charge thee therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick and the dead at His appearing and His kingdom." Preach the word. That's what he told him. Preach the word. Be instant in season, out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. And he goes on down the line, on down the list, uh, talking about some more things to endure sound. Uh, people will not endure sound doctrines and they'll turn away their ears from the truth. But he says to go on and to preach and to make full proof of your ministry. And uh, the task of the the man of God is to preach uh, the word of God. And the tool is the Bible. And, you know, so many times people get mad at their pastor for what they preach, but it's the word of God. And when the pastor is preaching the word of God, if, if your pastor is in the Bible, and I'm not talking about crazy stuff. And uh, I know there are people out there that are crazy and there's, there's pastors out there that are crazy. And, uh, you know, you've got your, it has to uh, be in the Bible. Yeah. It has to be in the Bible you in know, context. You've got your, uh, mega churches and, and, you know, all this stuff. You know, I wouldn't give you a dime for that religion. I wouldn't give you a dime for a pastor. I talked about this in church the other night. They stand up with their, uh, corny jokes and their fake smiles and they try to be relevant with the people. Uh, you know, I don't need a fake smile and a corny joke. No. I need the Word of God. I, I need, need somebody to that's going to, to tell heaven. me. That's right. I need to, I need somebody that's going to tell me uh, how to make it to heaven and how to lead my family to heaven. Right. And so their task is to preach the Word of God. And when they're preaching the Word of God, and a real preacher will, without fear or favor, he'll stand up, he'll preach the Word of God, then it's our duty to mark up to that. Right. It's not, it's not, um, we're not to get mad at them and throw a fit on them, but it's our duty to, to get behind that man of God and to get behind the Word of God and to live up to it. One preacher said, sometimes i got to take my hide home in a bucket. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we got a, a man in our church, and uh, he said when Brother Kurt gets preaching on something I'm doing, he said, I just amen louder. He said, I go home and pray it through. <laughs> amen or oh me. Yeah. But you just mark up to it, and yes. it, it'll benefit yeah, every time. You know, that's the thing. It's, uh, it's for our good. Not for yeah, he's not doing it just for you know no. for his good. It's for ours. It's for our good. It's uh, God has given him what to say and what to preach, and He's given him His word to preach by. And if we do that, 
then uh, it's for our benefit and for our blessing. And our, our homes will be blessed for it. Our families will be blessed for it. And uh, we'll be better off for doing that. I was looking at the scripture in Romans 1 where Paul said, I am ready to preach the gospel to you. Yes. I am ready. Yeah. And uh, a true man of God, a true pastor, he's always going to be ready to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. And uh, I tell you, being a preacher, if you're really called to preach, it's a fire shut up in my bones. Yeah. You, you have to preach. You have to preach. And uh, we're going to get to the scripture of the day here and try to end this here in the next two or three minutes. And uh, 1 Chronicles chapter 16, verse number 22 says, saying, Touch not mine anointed, and do my prophets no harm. And uh, me and Zach was just talking there. And, uh, you know, if your pastor's preaching the word of God, obey your pastor. You need a pastor. But then something is very vital. And uh, there are some people that have pastors, and they're good pastors, but they don't treat them good. Right. And so the Bible's telling you, do my prophets no harm. That's exactly you right. You don't talk, you know, you don't go bad-mouthing your pastor no. to everybody, running him down in front of everybody. And uh, you know, you don't, you just don't, you don't treat your pastor like he's just some random Joe off the right. street. He's a man of God. Yes, he is, and uh, they ought to be treated with respect and with honor, um, in person and um, at home. You know, when it's you, if you have a man of God that preaches to you, like I know I've already said this, I don't want to repeat myself, but he preaches God's word to you, and then you go home. And uh, you you dishonor that in front of your children around the table. They're not going to have yeah. confidence oh, in that's that man. Just the pastor, we ain't going to do that here. Yeah. And you know. so, but if you honor that man, and then it comes time when your kids are really needing something from God, and the pastor has a word of uh, from God for them, and I tell you, it's really going to be beneficial to honor the man of God. Speaking of that, we was uh, Austin and I was at a uh, youth camp, and uh, the the church there the pastor in the church they had a neighbor that was uh just very contrary to them yeah, i mean he give him he fit. Lived, lived behind the church yeah lived right behind the church and he would give him fits every year at youth camp time and his property um bordered the church's property come right up you know right up against it there and whenever youth camp would be going on the kids the uh, basketball court and the volleyball and stuff his property line pointed right at that. And there was a, a gravel driveway there. Right. And he would bring his mower out, and he would mow down that driveway and blow them rocks towards them kids. Yep. And uh, just very, very... Coming out pretty fast. Yeah, I mean, just a horrible thing to do. And they'd have to, you know, do whatever they had to do to try to get away from him. And he would just he'd be mad and, and just caused them fits. And uh, one morning, there was a bunch of people left the service, one of the morning services. Well... Go Let ahead. me interject right yeah, there. Ahead. The pastor had been praying, and he's a very passive man, great man. And uh, I've preached for him several times, great, great man of God. And uh, he, he just told his wife and told us, he said, I felt like just praying about it, and God would take care of it. He had caused other issues, he yes. had said, and uh, we was there when this happened. And so they'd been praying about it. And I think I even think he had the church pray about it. And then this happened. Go ahead. Yeah, and so he was in a service on one of the mornings there, and uh, the, there some people started leaving the church. And come to find out, we went out there a little bit later, 
And the guy had just bought a brand new, uh, I don't remember if it was Husqvarna or, or Cub Cadet. It looked like it was orange-ish. Yeah. It's, I, I can't so, remember. It was a nice mower. Though. Yeah. It was mower. nice. Riding mower. It was brand new. He had just bought it. Right like in front of the church. Two weeks ago. And he come down through there and got right in front of the church. And that lawnmower caught on fire. Yep. And huge flames. And some of our cousins and stuff was there. They actually saw the flames. The flames was already out. By the t- was the flames going when you got out there? No. They was out when I got out there, too. But the mower was burnt down. Yeah, I it, mean, it was just black. Almost an ash pile. Yeah. And uh, he was actually a pretty good piece from his house. And they said he was out there throwing his hands, and he was mad. And uh, the it was, a like I said, almost a brand-new mower. And they said it had big old flames coming off of it, and the guy had to leave it at the end of his driveway in ashes and walk back up to his house. Uh, couldn't even ride it back up there, and his mower burnt down. And guess what? He didn't get to throw no more rocks that week at youth camp. That's right. You gotta, if you know, if you want, if you want heartache in your life, if you want your life to go the wrong way, if you want your money to be like a bag with holes, if you want everything to go wrong, you mess with God. Mess with the preacher, do bad things against the church and the man of God. Yeah, and that's that's you know I've often I've often said um, while preaching, you know, if everything in your life's going wrong and you're coming to church, why don't you stop and think? Am I treating the pastor right? right. Am I treating the man of God right? And we're going to end this right here. And uh, but I tell you, if you want your house blessed, bless the preacher, the pastor. Yes. If, you know, bless the church. Don't be yes. a don't be a thorn and a headache. But do everything right. If you want, uh, you know, your your kids to be blessed. If you want everything in your life to be blessed, do everything you know is right. Right. And uh, I tell you, your life will be blessed if you bless the man of God. Yes, it will. Well, that about wraps it up. Pastor Appreciation Month. Give your pastor a good Pentecostal handshake. Treat him good. Do something good for him. And we will be back next week. See you later. of life I've run. The Lord says to me, my child, well done.